So 2020 is done and dusted. And in this week's episode, I'm sharing with you the lessons that I've learned, everything that's happened, the goals that I hit, the things that didn't happen, and why 2020 was my best worst year ever. I'm also providing you with the free resources, framework, and workbook so that you can do the same, so that you can release 2020 and walk into 2021 with a whole lot more grace and ease. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So welcome to 2021. Yes, we are in the new year, guys. We are here. We've made it. The birds are tweeting. There's frost on the ground. <laughs> And we are in a whole new year. So this episode, I am going to be going through um, just my process of how I like review and release um, the previous year. I'm going to be, I've got a workbook that you can take and print off and go through this process with me and just sharing with you a bit about 2020 and how it was like the best year and the worst year and all of that wrapped into one and the goal of me going through this about for myself is to show you how you can do it and really begin the year just feeling like you have um kind of honored and respected 2020 and then also just let it go whether it was good whether it was bad whether it was somewhere in between I think these practices and rituals are really really helpful so if you want to get the workbook that I am talking about through this episode, everyone, you basically need to be on my email list. Everyone on my email will be getting it this week and each week in January, I'll just send it out in any of my emails. And so if you want, if you're not, if you don't get regular emails from me, then go to keziahall.com forward slash join and you can join there. You'll get a natural sweetener recipe guide as another bonus. And then I'll send you a workbook out throughout January and you can get it all there which is exciting. So I hope you had a good Christmas and New Year time. Um, I had, yeah, uh, I'm just thinking Christmas. Did I have a good time? Yeah, I did. It was really nice. It was relatively, I know a lot of people's Christmases kind of got derailed by just <laughs> 2020 happenings. Um, ours stayed relatively underrailed, which was nice. So we got to see family um, not all my family. I do have a brother who lives in London with a, a, a niece and his partner. So we didn't get to see them, which was a shame. So it's been like a year since we've seen them, but everyone's kind of in that boat, I suppose. But we did have a lot of fun. I did a lot of like cooking and napping and it was really fun. My, this is like the first Christmas when my son kind of gets it a little bit more. I mean, he's only two, but he like he likes chocolate and presents. I mean, what tod toddler doesn't? So he was very excited about the increase in presents and chocolate. Um, and we had uh, a couple of things got cancelled, but it was actually really nice kind of chilled time. Now that I'm back here, I'm recording this on Monday the 4th. So I've got like a couple of days, well, a couple of weeks left of work, I think about six or seven days left of work. And then I will be on maternity leave. I'm 32 weeks with these twins. And so twins tend to come um, about 37 weeks, if not before. So really the twins could come at any point now. I'm 
I'm hoping and trusting they'll stay put until at least 37 weeks so that they, they're a little bit on the small side. So I'd like them to, you know, stay in the oven to get a bit bigger, a bit fatter. Um, but they probably are going to be tiny, tiny little girls, which is funny because my son was huge. So I've been trying to like find tiny baby clothes, which uh, thankfully I have a friend who's given me lots of lovely things. So yeah, just been getting ready. Um... And for maternity leave, I'm doing shared maternity leave with my husband. So I'll probably, I'll be off for a few months. And then um, I will probably be back in May time, I think. But I'm going to see how I feel. It's a joy of working for yourself. You can kind of do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and depending on my physical and mental health, we'll, I'll come back to work whenever whenever that works. But it'll probably be May time because my husband is also taking six months off. Um, with his work, which is a total gift. And we're now in 2021, which is exciting. I'm really excited for this year. I'm also a bit, um, is intrepidatious a word? I don't think it is. Anyway, I feel a sense of excitement for leaving 2020 behind. But also for me personally, I look at 2021 also with a fair dose of have no idea what's going to happen. I, the world, I don't think, is going to massively change in terms of everything that's been going on. Um, I'm about to have twins, and so I'm going to have three children under two and a half in one house. Um, I don't know how the birth with these twins will go. I don't know how I'll feel afterwards. We're also moving house in like 10 days. So yeah, <laughs> I don't quite know how 2021 is going to go, but I'm trusting it's going to work out good because that's a core belief in my life that, yep, yeah, crap things happen and life can be hard, but everything's working out for my good. And I do believe that. So um, a couple of things to let you know about, also a couple of updates, is I have taken a break from the social media for a while. I have felt this coming for ages just because I've been doing a lot of mindless scrolling. It kind of happened when I was really sick in bed and it was a nice way to connect with people, but that's continued over the months. And I love social media in that I I feel like it can be a really great education tool. Like, you know, if you save your posts on Instagram, I have lots of different categories. It's really helpful. And it's, I love connecting with you guys via DMs and comments and Instagram stories is so much fun. But I also have found it sometimes to be a bit triggering in terms of comparison or like can trigger off my anxiety about the state of the world. I've also not been happy about the increasing kind of censorship I'm seeing on these big um, social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. It makes me really uncomfortable um, that uh, freedom of speech isn't basically allowed anymore. Um, that is worrying, <laughs> deeply worrying to me. So anyway, so I, and also just with having these babies, it's just like that classic pregnant nesting time, you know, I'm just like needing to nest and I don't want the outside world to be in my nest, which essentially every time I look on Instagram, I'm inviting them in. So I am, um, until I can figure out a way of using them, um, uh, using those platforms without feeling like I'm getting my privacy violated by the new terms and conditions on like Instagram and Facebook and things, I, uh, which I'll figure out at some point, I will be off those. So the best place to get hold of me is to email me, which you can do at any point. I'm a real person. I look at all my emails. Um, and if you're not on my list, just go to keziahall.com forward slash join. 
Um, and also, next thing, I will be on maternity leave. So the podcast this for the first couple of months of this year will look a little bit different. I'm just going to be releasing two new episodes a month. Um, of Some of them will be like greatest hits and some of them will be brand new episodes. So in January, the goal is to do a podcast every week. So I'll give you two bonus ones because I want to I've just got lots of things I want to talk to you about. And then I've scheduled and pre-recorded, that's how organized I am, um, ongoing episodes for February, March, April. Um, So there will be new episodes coming to you and new um, resources to help. But it will be slightly less just because I will be away um, enjoying my babies. I can't believe sometimes I forget that there's babies but there is, guys. It's two baby girls heading my way very soon. So just so you know, and the best place to stay connected with me is via email. I'll be sending out emails whilst I'm on maternity leave. So if you are not on my email list, make sure you are on it. If you are wanting access to the latest podcast episodes or resources or blog posts or recipes, or you want to find out how I'm doing or see pictures of the babies when they arrive. I'm probably not going to be putting it on social media, but I will be sending all of that stuff via email. So if you want to look at the cute outfits that I put these twins in and obviously get expert nutritional information, then make sure you head to keziahull.com forward slash join and that you're getting emails from me because that's just going to be the main place where I connect with people until I can figure out a, a, a way another way forward in the future, which I'm sure I will do once I've figured out how to um, birth these babies and feed them and get them to sleep. <laughs> Just <laughs> no small feat. So without further ado, let's dive into my review of 2020. Heads up, lovely. If you are listening to this in January of 2021, I want to let you know that for this month, you can get 50%, yeah, five, zero, 50% off my Flourish Academy online program. So this is perfect for you if you are just feeling really burnt out, bloated, and addicted to sugar after 2020. If you need some structure and help and accountability in order for you to get your energy back, to sort out your digestion, to deal with your relationship with food, this is for you. It's a four-week program. I provide you with all the information that you need so that you can, with ease, actually see some real changes in your body and in how you feel. This isn't about starting a new program or a new diet. This is actually just applying some evidence-based nutritional aspects and, and protocols to your life as well as looking at your mindset and your thinking, which is what is driving your behavior around food. People who did this program last year said, I've lost some weight and I'm going to the toilet more regularly, feel healthier and sleeping so much better. I found that changing the way I think about myself and worrying about what the other pe people think wasn't serving me and I'm doing so much better at it now. Another um, lady, Catherine, who did it last year, she said, I'm sleeping so much better and feeling rested when I wake up. I've seen a surge in my energy, so much so that I'm able to cope better with whatever life throws at me. She she did it in the middle of the pandemic, can you tell? And I'm, I'm also able to love my body so much more and appreciate its uni uniqueness. So these are all from real women that did this program last year. It's a self-study program. Um, you can start it at any time. 
And it hundreds and hundreds of women have done it and seen phenomenal results. It's really like a bit of a kickstart to help you change your thinking, change your sugar addictions, discover if you have food intolerances, optimize your digestion so that your energy and your hormones can steadily improve. So if you are interested, head to keziahall.com forward slash flourish, and you can use the coupon code hello2021. So that's hello, H-E-L-L-O, two zero two one at the checkout to get 50% off just throughout January then it will end so if you are interested in that make sure you head over honestly this is a program where I literally have just outlined everything that I do with my one-to-one clients in four weeks and so you can access it get the same results and just start feeling good as we begin this new year Okay, sending you love. So you are either like me and someone who loves these kind of podcasts or you're a bit like, gosh, this is, why is my podcast app full of year in review episodes? I personally love them. I love hearing other people talk about them. And I find it personally for myself, it just really helps me to... It's like a ritual I do every year to help me end the year really well, um, to get some perspective and to just really feel like I'm being intentional about the life that I live and I'm not just blindly kind of sleepwalking my way through life. So that's why I love this. And throughout this process, in this episode, I'm going to give you my review of 2020, the kind of the best, worst (laughs) year. Um, and I'm also going to share with you certain questions. And if you are on my list, I'm going to be sharing with you the exact workbook that I've gone through. And then in the next bonus episode, I'm going to go through how you can plan your healthiest 2021 and what that looks like. Again, um, everyone on my list will be sent the workbook to go along with that. So that's what I'm going to be doing, just going through this process. But it's really important before we think ahead that we just take a little bit of time to reflect um, because it can be so powerful. It's so easy to write off a year as just all crap or all terrible because of actually, you know, two months that were really difficult. And I know I know 2020 was just, you know, a long time. <laughs> of being difficult for many people but I really encourage you to do this it doesn't need to take long me and my husband do it every year and we do it in different stages and it's just such a nice um ritual to do to gain perspective so I'm going to go through 2020 next episode we'll go through how you can plan a really healthy 2021 and like plan to actually see change and transformation Um, and I'll be going through that with you through what I'm planning for myself And I've got a couple of other awesome kind of bonus episodes for you this um, January as well. And like I said in the intro, then I'll be doing two episodes a month whilst I am on maternity leave when these twins come. So if you want to get this workbook, you need to be on my email list, which you can do if you just go to keziahall.com forward slash join. Then I'll also send you my free natural sweetener recipe e-guide just as a bonus and as a fun thing full of some recipes and how to use natural sweeteners um and I will also send you in the every email I send out to my entire list this month I will send the workbook as well so that you can print this off and do this process yourself so 2020 
I mean, I feel like most of us were probably quite happy to say adios to 2020. I I have a really hard time using words to describe 2020 because in some ways it was such a pivotal an amazing year that I would not change for Love No Money. I am so glad that it that I was alive through it, that I experienced the things I experienced and that I faced the things that I faced, but it was also really crap. Um, even, even actually if you just ignore the whole COVID, world pandemic, all of that stuff, just from a personal level, um, with things that happened to me personally throughout the year, it was really, really transformational, really hard and grim, and also absolutely brilliant. Such, such a hard blend of different things. And um, so I'll give you a quick run through of what the year looked like, kind of the overhead for me. So there's a bit of context for this. And then I'll dive into the questions that I have from my workbook in terms that you can get access to if you get on my email list and get my emails, which you can do via keziahall.com forward slash join. Um, so 20, starting of 2020, um, I was already in a process. Um, the start of 2020, to be honest, for me was really, really hard and um, for personal reasons and um, I was I was already in a process of going through some therapy so kind of right in the thick of things there and just some really hard stuff coming up at the start of the year that was to run it's just really traumatic still is quite traumatic to deal with I might share more about it on the podcast at some point I might not I don't know we'll see so that was kind of welcome 2020 for me where I was like oh gosh where everything in my life feels like it has fallen apart and um and my sense of self had deconstructed and disintegrated and I was kind of working and feeling my way through that so that's the start of the year great um and then we get to March time and then you know there's this the words coronavirus coming around end up in a bit of a lockdown we thankfully have been really blessed in that um, our jobs and life were impacted obviously by that but generally we've both been able to work and our son's nursery was closed but we were able to do that juggle well so while we missed people we actually quite enjoyed just being a bit more home-based and I personally enjoyed like the there being like no pressure to do anything because nobody was doing anything <laughs> Does that make sense? But there was no fear of missing out. It's not like all your friends were getting together without you because no one was getting together. I found that so um, helpful. <laughs> and obviously there was a lot of, you know, the anxiety and the confusion of everything that was happening. Um, so that was kind of March, April, May time dealing with that. There was a couple of things in business that stressed me out. Like I had a really um, bad month income wise. I think it was in April. So that really spinned me out wondering if this pandemic would really hit my own business and income and running working for yourself and running your own business is just really stressful and um, thankfully overall that's really not been the case for 2020 which has been great but you know like lots of other people working for themselves or lots of other people employed losing their jobs and being furloughed trying to manage this new way of being was tricky and then in June I found out I was pregnant and basically from then on was um really sick until about September time and um with just pregnancy sickness kind of bedridden talking um just like a 
needing to sit in a dark, quiet room all day and uh, puke. (laughs) Such fun, guys. So that was, that really kicked off probably the end of June, July, August. And by September, I was definitely not puking as much. I'd been put on several medications by then. We'd gotten that under control. I was drinking water. I wasn't losing as much weight. I wasn't getting dehydrated. Thankfully, I was never admitted to hospital, which is great. I never quite got to that point. I had a really great GP who just was on it and was like, you need to get some medication. But just lying in bed all day, um, feeling awful, it's, it's just not fun. Like I didn't parent, like I wasn't present parenting my son. I managed to keep on going with work. So I'd maybe see like one client every other day and I just reshuffled things. So thank you to all my wonderful clients who were um, stuck with me during that time. Uh, it was actually so good for me just to to do something with my brain that didn't involve me thinking about how sick I was. So actually my work became such a gift <laughs> during that time, even though I couldn't do very much. I was working like five hours a week, but just to think about someone else's health problems was so refreshing. So that kind of basically wiped out a good, I don't know, third of the year. And then we found out we were having twins. So to be honest, that was just a huge shock to the system. Um, just and life-changing in itself, you know, thinking we'd be a family of four, actually we're a family of five um, and kind of coming to terms with all that means. And then that meant we decided to move house. So we bought our house, sold our house kind of September, October time. And, um, and then obviously things in the world and the back, you know, in the, in the background, as it were, you've got coronavirus, more lockdowns, all of these things and all the other stuff that's just kind of going on. So there has been a fair amount of stuff happening, but that's kind of the context of this year. I'm obviously feeling better now, um, or pregnancy. I started to feel better kind of by like 20 weeks ish. So probably by the end of September, still not like a hundred percent and have to pace things quite well, but um, just been dealing with being pregnant and getting ready and moving house and all of those things. So that's the context of what's going on. Just a brief overview of my year. So I think whether or not there'd been kind of a global pandemic or a apparent pandemic, whatever. <laughs> I, one of the things I've found, and I'll not go into this in detail here, um, is that's been hard this year is looking at what has just been happening in the world and just that is just really heartbreaking and um yeah it's just that's been a difficult thing when you feel all the feelings anyway so that is the context of 2020 could have been worse could have been better let's let's just let's summarize it as that um so how then it it was would be really easy for me to just be like write off 2020 as a crap year. But through these exercises I'm going to share with you and that are in the workbook, I actually realized there were some really great moments of 2020. And I'm actually really grateful for all the really hard stuff because it all just needed to happen. I needed to face up to some stuff. I needed to learn to be forced to kind of rest and know that I'm worthy even if I'm not being productive. I just all the, the the kind of goodness that's been extracted from difficult things has is um I know will be kind of lessons and um blessings that I'll carry throughout my life. I know that sounds really cheesy, but, <laughs> but that's the case. Okay, so the first thing that I do in my review and in the workbook is 
what have been your highlights of 2020? So this is the first thing that me and my husband, when we do it together, I wanted to write out as many things as possible. So I think I've got like 30 things here, big things, small things. And this might feel really hard, especially if you feel like you've had a hard year like me, when you're just like, nothing was great. It was all just crap. But I really, this is a really good muscle to flex because there's probably more good things than you think. And what it's really helpful with this to get really specific as well, as opposed to, oh, I was grateful for my house. Yes, I was grateful for my house in 2020, but I was specifically really grateful for the views in one of the room upstairs and being able to sit in the lounge and look at the field and for the bit of decking in our garden where I could go and do workout and for the fact that I could build a vegetable patch on there and that there was space for my son to play and that we had an outdoor space and I was so grateful for blah, 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 you know, all of these things. So get really specific. I don't want general highlights. So I'll not go through all 30 for five of mine but one of my highlights was growing vegetables in my garden and being able to eat them and actually be someone who could grow vegetables sounds silly but was a real highlight I was um before I got pregnant I was running regularly and training for a half marathon this year so there's some specific runs that were just brilliant I ran up Arthur's seat in Edinburgh and did a big like 15k run there I did some big runs near the fields near us. I went on a run with Joe, my husband, up in Stirling, up in the mountains, and um, while we <laughs> ditched our son with um, his great-gran and grandparents. Um, this is all at the start of the year, obviously. And there's some really specific runs that were just so fun, where I remember feeling, oh, I feel like myself again after having my first son and really focusing on recovering and having various injuries to recover from, actually feeling fit and strong and able to just be like, yeah, let's go and run up these hills for 10 kilometers. Great on a Saturday morning. That was just such a highlight. I love mountains. I love running. I love being outside. So that was a definite highlight. Um, I bought a Vitamix this year. Sounds superficial, but it brings me joy every time I use it. Definite highlight. Um, I, um, before again, some of these are pre-lockdown. Um, I was going to like a toddler club sensory class with Merlin, which was really fun and just involved lots of bubbles. And I don't know why this was a highlight, but it came up. It just made me feel really good to be like, oh, I'm spending quality time with my son. That's also slightly educational. Whereas the rest of the time, I feel like I never do that. (laughs) So that was a highlight. I, um, client results has been a highlight. I wrote down a couple of those things of different clients and just the transformations they've seen, clients getting pregnant, clients pooping for the first time regularly in years, losing weight, sleeping better, their mental health changing, their relationship with food changing, just countless client results that have been highlights. I had a spa day, um, again, this was more at the start of the year (laughs) before lockdown, that I really, really enjoyed. Um, I've enjoyed just watching like specific moments with my son um, as he's gotten older and his talk, he's gotten more talkative this year as he's learned to talk better and he loves to give huggies and kisses and he's learned how to scoot and go on his balance bike and all of that stuff. I bought a bike in the summer during lockdown. So we went on a family bike rides, but again, before I was sick and um, in bed. And that was really fun, just cycling around our local area, going to see the cows. Um, other highlights have been going for walks at the farm that I live next to. It's really simple things. But I wrote down literally just this big, long list of tons of different things from my Vitamix to buying a new house to... Um, client work to running 
to connecting with people. So that's the first thing is really what are the highlights? Even if you've had a difficult year, it's sometimes really good just to think about all the good stuff that was present because it's so easy to forget. Like me and my husband go through this together and then he always says things. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot to write that down. That was amazing. Let's write that down and vice versa. So that can be a really, really helpful thing to do. So number one is what have you been your highlights of 2020? Those were a couple of mine. Then the next thing is it's really also useful, not just to pretend to be all Pollyanna positive, but also what have been your low points of 2020. So in my workbook, I give you a page of just to really go through what has been really crap and to kind of journal out, kind of vent some of those feelings. So um, there was lots of different low points for me, but obviously one of them was just pregnancy sickness. Um, That was a really low point because I was just left feeling like a crap parent to my son who was out of womb, a crap parent to what I didn't know was the twins inside me because I desperately didn't want to be pregnant because I felt so awful. Because it's the problem with pregnancy sickness, the solution to like the cure is to not be pregnant. <laughs> so there's a whole lot of mindset stuff and thoughts and things that come up there. And then it's just not fun. I mean, it's just boring to lie in bed all day. Like this, it's, you know, it's just dull. So that was a low point. Um, feeling like, uh, and just generally pregnancy and how that affects your life in terms of your body and your energy. For me, pregnancy feels like life just goes on hold for about two years because for me, my experience of pregnancies is I'm very sick throughout pregnancy. And then obviously you have birth and your postpartum recovery. And so you have the kind of nine months leading up and then you have at least nine months to 12 months of recovery after that time. So you'd look in really about 18 months of your life that feels like gets on hold, if that makes sense. And for, for me personally, I know everyone is different. I find that really difficult. Um, I love working. I love running. I love being active and feeling kind of, um, I suppose, limited in a way in terms of what I can do physically um, is a bit of a struggle. And, it, and I know a lot of that's to do with my mindset and my beliefs and various different things. I do believe and know that children and babies bring incredible abundance and gifts. And actually, I know from my son, he constantly teaches me things that I need to know and is such a gift to me and my life. But equally, there's that's the reality of how I feel at the same time. And I get to acknowledge that and it's okay to feel however I feel. So um, that's a bit tricky. I was just, because I would just felt like I'd gotten out of that period with my son. I'd done recovery well I'd repaired my son Ed, uh, he was about one and a half, well, nearly two when I got pregnant. So I was just at that, yes, I'm in my body again. I'm not breastfeeding anymore. I can go for runs. I could build my business. I could do all these things and then getting pregnant again, which is what I chose. So, uh, you know, I chose this. So I take responsibility, but it's still how I feel. It's reality. So that was been a bit tricky. Obviously feeling lonely. I think lots of people have felt lonely this in um, 2020. That's been a, um, a low point. And I'm not, I don't love, I, I love to connect with people by seeing them in person with a cup of coffee in my hand. I am not a constant WhatsApper, text messenger. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> and because I'm on Zoom a lot so much for work, I then didn't want to then spend my evening Zooming people and friends because it feels like work to me. So that's been a challenge this year, all this 
kind of staying connected with people digitally in terms of friends and family has felt hard because I just don't love that way of connecting with people. So those were a couple of other low points, but this is really the part, I'm not going to go into super detail now because it's all, it's basically like a journal, but it's really important that you feel the crapness and the grief or the anger or whatever it is from the previous year and just let it come out. Let it just acknowledge the things that were hard. We don't have to pretend everything was fine. What was really hard? What were the situations? Acknowledge them and respect them and let them go. Let that crap go. Really important. Okay, so the next thing that I uh, do in this process that's in the workbook is list. Um, I ask you and I ask myself every year to list out the things that you're proud of about yourself. Now, this is something I ask my clients to do most sessions with that I work with them is, okay, what are you proud of or what's gone well since we last spoke? And most people find this like really awkward to do, which is all the more reason for why you need to do it. So I ask for at least 10 things that you are proud of about yourself not proud of about your kids or your house or your spouse or whatever about yourself so a couple I'll give you a snapshot couple things I was proud of that I grew vegetables I I grew vegetables and I ate them I I've never done that before I tend to kill things plants I'm super proud of that um I was really proud of how I handled work and my you know my business here, keziahull.com as a holistic nutritionist. I could have freaked out and thought, oh no, my business is going to go down because everyone, you know, there's a big economic crisis happened in 2020. Oh my gosh. But I didn't. I had about a couple of weeks of freaking out and then I got to work, changed some things, focused on serving people, focused on helping people, focused on my mission, which is kind of beyond business and money making. It's actually really about empowering women to live the lives they want to live and not be trapped by ongoing sickness, to be honest. Um, And I did, I grew my business, my overall revenue, I made my business simpler, I worked less, earned more, and um, feel like I've really helped people in really specific and key ways. So I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of myself for not just joining in with the general freak out narrative and choosing to believe that everything was going to be okay and that my job is to serve people really well and to run a business strategically. And um, I did get help with that and I've had business coaching on that and all of those kinds of things, but I'm really proud of myself. Um, I'm also really proud of how I dealt with my mind and my psychology when I was really sick in bed. I just Instead of beating myself up for how I felt, I just gave myself permission to feel however I feel and to rest and to not push through. My personality type is like a, I'm going to push through this. Like, and I was, and it was so tempting throughout being really sick to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to push through this. But I, I mean, every time I did that, I'd just puke everywhere. And I really wanted to avoid hospital during this time, bearing in mind it's 2020 coronavirus. I did not want to get admitted into hospital because of dehydration when have no one come and visit me. Um, But my tendency is to push through. But I think because of all the work and therapy and all of this stuff that I've been working on for the last 18 months prior, I was able to just go, okay, now's not the time for pushing. Now's the time for making a baby, having grace for myself and just being sick, just being present with all the uncomfortable emotions that are coming up and just being here, showing up for this moment and this day. And I'm really proud of that. Uh, that's, that's a really different way of thinking for me because yeah, you, I could push through, but I didn't. Um, and sometimes it's great. 
it's a great strength that I have to be like, yes, even though this is hard, even if I'm sick, even if I'm tired, even if life is difficult, I'm going to get that stuff done. But it's, you know, your greatest strengths often a great weakness. <laughs> At the same time, so you got to balance it out. Um, I'm really proud of myself that I started running again and I built up my strength and fitness properly, sustainably. I didn't get any running injuries. I started Couch to 5K in 2019. Once I kind of got the go ahead from my pelvic floor physio and the people I was working with around recovering from birth injury and I built up slowly and then was feeling like I could easily run you know, 10, 12, 14 kilometer runs and was just loving it and feeling really, really good. So super proud of that. Um, I'm really proud of all the daily practices or regular practices and rituals I have around meditation, some somatic practices, energy medicine, journaling, rituals, prayer, water, hydration, all of these kind of daily habits have really helped and anchored me throughout this year. Again, I've not necessarily done things every day when I was really sick in bed. I wasn't, I didn't have like a sick in bed routine, <laughs> but I was really mindful of what I was putting in my ears and would still kind of do like meditations and relaxation whilst kind of being in bed. And I worked with an energy medicine practitioner during that time as well to help with some of the energetic side of things. So really proud of that as well as um being I'm just looking at my list um just a couple of little things like I'm really it sounds odd but I'm proud of some of the things I've invested in for myself like I've had um I've just invested more in myself in small ways this year like self-care and therapy and massage and even a Vitamix or even being pregnant like actually buying some decent maternity clothes that don't make me feel like crap actually like I signed up for a candle subscription this year which there's a part of my brain still that is like Kezia what a flipping frivolous waste of money to get a candle every month but I've learned this year that investing in things that change the way I feel is really important so having a beautiful candle and a little gift every month brings me so much joy and really helps me to feel loved and really helps me to feel special that it's worth the investment and I never would have done that before because the strategic logical side of my brain is just a bit like what a waste of money you don't need a candle like <laughs> hello but this year something has shifted in my mindset and with all the other work that I've been doing where I'm like yeah let's get a natural non-toxic candle delivered every month. I mean, I mean, on a practical note, if you have a toddler who's constantly making smells and they're nappy, then I mean, it's a great investment. But I've been really proud of myself for kind of putting money, my money where my mouth is, to be honest, and making those mindset shifts. I just wanted to interrupt and share with you the mistakes that I see women make the most that just get in the way of them making progress. Number one is women are often, when they come into work with me, are totally overwhelmed by what to eat, what not to eat, what to avoid, what supplements to take, how much of this they should be taking. And they lack a real structure or any process or blueprint to follow through to find out what works for them. Big, big mistake. 
Number two, the second mistake people make is that they don't ever think about or work on their mindset. They just obsess about food and exercise and they just push harder with their food and their exercise and they never address their mindset or their sleep when it comes to seeing results. So if you really want to see some big results in any aspect of your health, you need to look at the thoughts that you're thinking because they'll drive your behavior. You also need to look at things like your sleep and your environment because so many toxins and so many things are impacted by that. So that's number two. The third mistake people make is that they don't have a clear pathway. They are kind of tossed by the waves and winds or whatever they hear on a podcast or on a blog post or in a book or in a magazine and they're constantly changing their nutritional approach instead of actually first of all figuring out what foods work for me and what foods don't. How can I stay full? How can I ditch the sugar cravings? And what are the foods that I need to eat more of? These are some of the real, real basics that people and women just miss. They just jump to the really nitty gritty things or they spend their days hopping from paleo to whole 30 to vegan to more plant-based to real food to slimming swirl to weight watchers instead of actually learning what does their body need. Do any of these mistakes sound familiar? Because if they do, then I would encourage you to head over to keziahall.com forward slash flourish and join me in the Flourish Academy. It's my online program that will teach you a clear framework for success. The reason I know it's a clear framework for success is because lots of women have done it. Hundreds of women have done it, in fact. And when they follow this pathway to success, they learn about their body. They find out what foods do them good. They finally ditch the sugar addiction. They optimize their digestion, lose weight, get their energy back all within four weeks. Now, this isn't a program that's going to fix everything in your life in 28 days, but it is an amazing kickstart. It's the exact blueprint and the, the key foundations that I go through with every private client that you can access and for a much more affordable rate. And at the moment, in January of 2021, I'm giving you 50% off if you use the code HELLO2021. So just use the code HELLO2021 at the checkout to get 50, 50% off, which is a huge deal. Um, and it will never be at this price again. I'm just doing it as like pre, um, pre-maternity leave, HELLO2021, hurrah as it were. And I know that this could be a program that could transform how you feel all year round. Okay, so head over to keziahall.com forward slash flourish, email me any questions that you have and use the coupon code hello2021. So once you've gone through some of these bigger picture feeling oriented things, Then I like to ground down in, okay, what were your actual goals for last year? If you set any or your intentions, what were they? And how do you feel about your progress towards them? So, and then were there any lessons learned? So those are the only things we've got left and then we'll wrap this up. So I had some goals around growing my business um, revenue last year. Um, Kind of loose goals, more like intentions because sometimes I get a bit triggered with that. And um, I totally uh, kind of let that go, to be honest. I just thought, well, this would be nice, but I'm going to focus on serving people, focus on my expertise, focus on feeling good, focus on helping my clients see phenomenal results, and then we'll see what happens. But thankfully, I totally smashed those goals, which is great. With working less, with a pandemic, 
with being pregnant and severely sick. So yay me. <laughs> that's that's a, a, a goal that I kind of boshed through. Another goal that I had for last year was sleep. I um, have worked with a holistic dentist for a long time and um, sorting out my mouth and my jaw and made me aware that my sleep quality, not quantity, quality was probably poor. So last year I really wanted to focus on that. And up until the point where I, you know, I could, up until the point where I got pregnant, that was a real focus. So I learned more about my REM sleep, my deep sleep, how, what affects that, what makes it worse, what makes it better. For me, I really struggle with REM sleep. My REM sleep is often quite short and ideally you want like 90 minutes of REM sleep. And some nights after tracking it with my aura ring, I was getting like 12 minutes of REM sleep. So, and again, that can be linked to various different reasons. So that was what I worked on last year. So whilst I, and then when I got pregnant, obviously, and was sick, and then it's just your heart rate and everything changes when you're pregnant. So the tracking device that I used didn't really work. It just constantly told me I was like dying, basically, because you're, um, and a good way of checking in with your sleep is checking your variable heart rate throughout the night. And obviously your heart rate changes throughout pregnancy. So I just had to stop tracking it because it kept on being like, oh my gosh, you're doing terribly. Um, but I did that for half the year. So I'm really pleased with that. Um, I wanted to move house to be closer to family, but I wanted a house that I really enjoyed. I love my current house. Um, so I wanted a house that was even better. And uh, I kind of gave up on this again. I was just like, you know what? I love my house. It's fine. I can't bother to move. I'll be content where I am. And then lo and behold, this great house came up that we're moving into in like 10 days time. Um, I wanted, one of my goals was to grow vegetables and eat them. And I totally smashed that goal. It is probably weird how proud I am about this. I think it's because it's about a much bigger mindset thing. I've always told myself I'm not green fingered. I can't grow things. That's for other people. I wish I could. But there, there was always a part of me that really wanted to be someone that could like grow their own kale. And and I know just from being a holistic nutritionist and looking through research that, you know, the best food we get is fresh food. And the best way to get fresh food is to grow it yourself. Um, and so it just feels really aligned. But I had to change my mindset around that. I've told myself for years I'm not green fingered I clean I kill things I'm not good at it and so I just decided screw that other, if other people can learn how to do this I can do it and also why don't I just kind of set my expectations really low so my goal was just to grow anything edible that that was it so I totally smashed that I grew courgettes kale chard um lettuce um, my rudder beans didn't work, spinach didn't really work, spring onions didn't work, but I think, and I kept some herbs alive, a couple of other things in there, so that was a goal, totally hit it, probably due to lockdown, to be honest, because we couldn't go anywhere except our gardens, um, I wanted this year, I was thinking at the start of the year about maybe getting pregnant, and that literally happened instantly, and kind of got double pregnant because I'm pregnant with twins. So that goal happened. Um, and I really want this year to keep on pursuing um, the kind of therapy work and kind of inner work that I'd been doing. And so I did that up until basically I was too <laughs> pukey to carry on with sessions. <laughs> Just had to be like to my therapist, I can't do this anymore. I think I'm going to puke. Um, so I'm really pleased with that. And so notice with these things, I've focused on all the stuff that I have done. So say with vegetables, 
I have did what I said I wanted to do. But with therapy, I actually only went, um, was in therapy for the, probably up until July and I haven't been in it since. So I could focus on, oh, actually, Kitty, you've not been in it for six months. That's not very good. You've not hit that. Or I could focus on, I actually did it for whole six months of the year, even at the start of feeling really sick. I made loads of great progress and I know it's something I'm going to pick up in 2021. So why don't we celebrate that? Do you see how those are really subtle differences, but they make a huge impact. Um, and the next question in the workbook is how do you feel about, how, how do you feel about your progress towards these goals? I feel actually really proud of myself as a summary. I'll not go through that because it's just reiterating what I said. And then it's all, I, before we move on to looking at 2020, it's about what are the lessons you've learned. So this is something that'll probably take me a while to ruminate on a little bit. I tend to be quite a reflective person. But so far, I think some real lessons around doing less and um, to achieve more has been something of um, 2020. Actually, there's been loads. I've achieved some really big things last year and actually also last year was a year where I did less like I literally spent about three or four months in bed most of the time and then the months before that on lockdown so it's not like you could do tons of stuff had um worked less hours in my week kind of I don't tend to work more than 20 hours in a week um just because um, of how I want to live my life and also working one-to-one -one with clients around big health things and doing all the research, all the lab work, all of that sort of stuff is, is a privilege to do, but it is tiring. It's a big energetic, um, input that I have learned after many years of doing this. I'm not someone that fills my day up with like 12 clients. No way that would make me totally sick. So I work about 20 hours a week, but I want to earn a full-time income from that, essentially. So I've learned more about how to do that. And just in general, doing less means often you achieve, produce more and feel better. Um, I've learned more about trauma from working with clients and just working with myself and how much that affects everything. So that's something I'll definitely get probably more training on in terms of um, working with clients myself. But just in terms of my own health um, problems, how much our brain and our experiences I really affect everything is has been something that I've already learned this year and will keep learning and keep integrating into my practice more and more um I have learned more about how our like our beliefs and our mindset play a big role and like gardening take gardening as a great example I just had this mindset that I was a terrible gardener and then when I realized I've just decided that I could change that I then grew things like as I know it's a really trite thing but actually our beliefs you know we create our reality with our beliefs and with our thoughts and with our thinking and if you want to change anything around your health or in your life you first need to change your thinking that's why in the Flourish Academy it's not just like a eat this don't eat this it's also about what are you thinking if your thinking is toxic your results will be toxic your reality will be toxic your body will be toxic and I've learned that to just a whole other degree, even with like running, I used to run a lot about 10 years ago and then got injured. And then after having my son and just some different injuries and just recovery from, you know, getting a baby, growing a baby, um, made me really nervous. And I had limiting beliefs around being like, oh, I'm not, I can't run anymore. I'm too fragile or I'm too, um, got too many injuries, blah, 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 blah. That I realized, you know what? I need to change the beliefs around this. And when I did, and obviously got some expert help and did things slowly. 
then I was like, oh, actually, no, I can be a runner again. <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't need to limit myself. So mindset, really important. Other lessons have been just the power of ritual and practice. So I talk about this in a couple of episodes where I share my daily habits and routines. So this year I've been giving myself a lot more grace. So kind of daily habits is often how we think about it, but these aren't necessarily things I do every single day, but I do have like a tool bag or toolbox of regular practices that I do that really make a difference. And they're small things and they don't take that much time, but they really help ground me every single week and every single day. And these are things like meditation and, um, you know, when I was, uh, had my menstrual cycle, cycle syncing, so following the flow of my cycle, doing um, journaling, doing some energy medicine, lighting a candle, spending time outside, movement, these really grounding basic practices, um, eating vegetables each day, all of these kind of regular rituals, regular practices, regular habits, I've just noticed how powerful they are in terms of how I feel every day, my energy and my mindset. And essentially like 2020 was the culmination of my daily practices, really. You know, there was other circumstances that I, you know, out with my control, I didn't, you know, couldn't control how sick I was going to get with the twins, control, control what was happening in the world, couldn't control other aspects, you know, my son's tantrums necessarily, but I could control these um, kind of daily habits and the practices and the things and the inputs that I put into my own system every day. And so that has been really highlighted in 2020 with all the world stuff going on in my own head, in the world, in my family, in having a toddler, in being really sick, in running a business and working closely with clients. Actually, that has been so helpful and is something I'm going to really keep on um, just grounding into and leaning into of, okay, what are some of the daily or weekly, often I think about them, weekly things that really help me to feel good and really nourish my mind, my nervous system, my cells, my spirit, my soul, and really prioritizing them. Um, I didn't kind of, I don't, I don't have a very high, um, BS, meter when it comes to like BSing myself about stuff if that makes sense like if something's gonna do me good I'm gonna do it <laughs> if I especially if I read a, a research paper with a randomized controlled trial about how helpful cold water therapy is for you you can bet your ass even if I'm you know eight months pregnant with twins I'm gonna get my butt in some cold water I'm not saying that as a recommendation but that is how I work in terms of insight into my brain so that is my 2020 in review. It's like been the best, worst year. I know for many of us, some of you might have had great years. I know for some people's works and businesses have just skyrocketed and they've loved not commuting and having more time at home with family. Other people, it's just been a devastating um, year. So wherever you're at, take the time to honour the year, to honour yourself, to honour the journey, to honour what you've been through and also to release it and let it go to say, okay, thank you and goodbye. And that's why this ritual can be really helpful. If you want this, then make sure you are on my list at keziahall.com forward slash join. I'll send out some emails in January um, that will, that in each email, I will just send out a link to this workbook as a PDF that you can just print off. And then in the next episode, I am going to be looking at how we, um, how do you, how do you plan 
for real transformation and change in 2021 when it comes to how you feel and your energy and your bloating and all of that good stuff okay so thank you for joining me I hope this is helpful if you have any questions um you could email me it's probably the best but I was gonna say not on social media right now so (laughs) email me when I when you sign up to my email just hit reply I'm a real person at the end of it so um I'd love to hear from you that way otherwise I will see you next week for a bonus episode on how to plan your best healthiest most energetic year ever and recover from any potential burnout that you may have had from 2020 lots of love